Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are welcome to this wonderful um, event. Tonight, we're going to discuss a very, very important topic for each and one of us. Um, I just wanted to let you know that our team for Family Month is still 1 Corinthians 16, 14, which is being motivated by love. So today, we're going to deal with the issue of health and wellness. We're going to also deal with stress and healthy eating. And we're going to also talk about the importance of screening. And today, we have two people that are really, really qualified to, to talk to us today. That is Dr. Mobu. I think he's a Dr. Mobu is a pediatrician, a pediatrician doctor. And um, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Yeah, and, uh, and Sarah Bobo. It's not okay. a pediatrician. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Sister okay. Sarah Bobole is a, a nurse practitioner. So we, we we they are really, really going to um advice us and things to do. But before we go into that, uh, we're going to call on our Ministry Overseer, Pastor Chooks, Isaiah, to open us with prayers. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Our precious Father, we thank you, Lord. And we are very, very grateful for this opportunity again to come together for to discuss important issues concerning our health. Father, this is what you want. You say amongst all things that you want us to prosper, even as our soul prospered. Amen. Our health is very important to you. And Father, <clears throat> we pray, Lord, that whatever we are going to hear today, Father, will help us to better our health. That as many as we hear the voices of your children, because, Father, we know that you have prepared them. Father, we will get something tangible enough to help us to live a quality life, Amen. to live a healthy life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We commit them into your hands, Lord, that you speak to them by your spirit. As they are prepared. Father, are there things that you want you wanted to mention which did, did not include in what they have today? May your spirit remind them so that they will also include that in whatever they are going to say. We thank you for those that are yet to join us. And Father, we pray that you hasten their footsteps. Thank you for a glorious day. Thank you for a glorious night. We'll give you all the praise, Lord. And to you be all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So um, um, we're going to 
we're going to give you some housekeeping rules you know um we're going to allow our guests or our speakers to speak first and then if you have any question you can either post it on the chat or you can write it down and then during the interaction session we will uh, we want you to use the button below to raise your hand so that we can do things in orderly so I will not hesitate now just to call on our speakers to go right ahead because we have limited time. Amen. Amen. Welcome to this session, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it is a great privilege, you know, to give in this honor to speak to you all. Um, and my sister Sarah Bobolian and myself will try to deal with uh, healthy living and, and how we deal with stress in our lives. And like um, Brock Chris just said to us, you know, the, the theme still remains um, being motivated by the love of God. Uh, my name is Uche Mwobu. I'm a gynecologist, <laughs> not a pediatrician. My hands are too big to be <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my, hand, my hand is too big to be a pediatrician, but that's okay. Um, so uh, the aim of this talk is to, is to give us sort of, you know, a, um, sort of the, the, the nitty gritty of, of what we call healthy living and to give us, you know, pointers as to how to maintain our health and how, and how to avoid um, having issues that, that are avoidable. Um, we, we learned from Pastor, you know, uh, when his last teaching, he was telling us about how we can become ill. Some of these things we have no control over. We are born with it, or congenital issues, and some of the things, most of the things are acquired. And, you know, in the things that are acquired, um, that is where we do have a little bit of control. And uh, we, we hope that we can touch on a few pointers today. So the first thing to know is what is health? You know, people, if I ask all of us, all the audience here to describe what health is, I'm sure we'll have different type of definition. But the WHO, the World Health Organization, uh, defined health as a complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So it tells us already that there are three main components of physical, mental, and social well-being. You can group them together, you can spread them apart, but you know, being healthy should be a part of our overall lifestyle leading to prevention, especially of long-term illnesses that, you know, that are preventable. You'd be so amazed as to what we have control over and what we don't have. So in talking about the different components, um, depends on who you read. The, the National Institute of Health identifies eight components of health, and each one is as important as the other. And these include, like we said, physical, intellectual health, emotional health, social health, spiritual health, vocational health, financial health. We can't forget that because, you know, it's been shown that if you're financially healthy, maybe you can afford to buy fresh fruit, fresh food mo mo most times. You can afford to take vacations, etc. And, and all of this contributes to how, um, how healthy you keep yourself. Now, but... Yes, we can talk about the circular world and how um, all of these different components 
factor in, 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 the, in the final outcome. But as Christians, Matthew 6, 33 tells us that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us. There is, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit is a good community. It's a fantastic communicator. And it's, it's as plain as it is. And the Spirit of God is, uh, uh, in any born-again Christian, is already perfect. You know, because, you know, 1 John 4, 16 to 17 tells us that as Christ is today, so are we. As Christ is today, so are we. And like uh, Pastor Tooks just quoted on the opening prayer, 3 John 1 and 2 in the New Living Translation says, Dear friends, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body and strong as you are in your, sorry, as you're healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. So this in first, the Holy Spirit is telling us that our spirit is strong. Not only is it strong, it is perfect because it is important that we know that our spirit is forever healthy sealed with the holy spirit ephesians 1 13 tells us that god poured his spirit into us and as christ is today so is our spirit so our spirit or spiritual health is secure this is important for us to notice our spiritual health is secure but we live in this world this fallen world Therefore, the physical and the other emotional and financial, et cetera, et cetera, we have to take into consideration. So if we know that our spirit health and, 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 and uh, is secured, and we know that financial, like the WHO um, definition states that it's a, it's a complete well-being in our physical, emotional, and, and, and health, not just absence of disease. That definition alone can also cause some confusion because we know people that live long lives, but we have learned to manage whatever it is that they have going on with them. So what is health today may not be, what is well-being today may not be well-being tomorrow. All that has happened is that we have now learned how to manage it and learn how people can cope with it uh, going forward. So one definition uh, also includes the ability, the ability to adjust to the changes in your environment is what health is. Okay. Having said that, I talked about how there are a lot of things that are preventable. And I think it's always best because when we when we when we went to med school in Nigeria, primary care was not the top of the thing. A lot of people that live in America because of insurance issues, et cetera, et cetera, they wait until they fall ill before they go and see a doctor. As opposed to doing the right things in the beginning to avoid falling ill. Okay? So in order to therefore have physical and mental aspects of, of, of health, uh, we must try to implement the following little steps before that there's what they call pre a primary secondary and tertiary preventive measures that one could take primary prevention will be like you know we take vaccinations to 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 prevent us from having 
um, any particular disease, you know, chicken pox, uh, measles, you know, we'll give children vaccines for measles, et cetera, et cetera, to prevent them from getting measles, or even if they contract measles in the future, it is tempered or controlled quicker. The, the pandemic gave a whole lot of us, you know, a, a shocker as to how a whole society can be overwhelmed by one single disease. So it's important to realize that, you know, prevent, primary prevention by taking vaccines and avoiding things that could lead to, to, to um, disruption in your physical, mental, uh, 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 and, and even emotional uh, well-being. That's a, it's a program I watched once and it said that, you know, smoking and all of this is one bad thing, but the biggest problem that we have today in our society is the chair. We sit too long. We sit down too long. We do not get up, we don't move around. And it has been shown severally that by getting up and moving around and exercising, and even if just walking up and down benefits you in the long run. So something as simple as just, you know, if you, if you have a job that you have to sit down a lot, you know, or by the computer or by the desk, form a way to stand up or raise your desk, kick away the chair occasionally, do some step-ins while you're doing your computer. At the end of the day, it helps, it helps you in the long run. All of this, you know, if you package it as exercise, it becomes a prescription. But these little, little things, you know, stretching are, are things you can do almost without feeling as if you're doing something. But if you do it consistently and persistently, they're beneficial to your health. So having said all of this first, you know, um, something as, as, as easy as a good night's sleep. I'm not quoting any big things, you know. The primary things you can do, having a good night's sleep improves, helps you to maintain good health. Balanced diet. You know, we come from the part of the world where um, food is scarce and and protein as food is even more scarce. And people, a lot of people are manual workers, so we got used to eating a lot of carbohydrates. Okay? You know, back in those days when we were at school, you know, used to point in the, in, the, in the pot and tell Madam, you know, two of this, you know, uh, can I have a, a, um, a number two without, with or without? With is with meat, without is without, is without meat. <laughs> you know? And that's all we could afford at some point, you know? The point is, you know, the, 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 a good night's sleep is supposed to be, is, is helpful to your health. At least six hours sleep, you know, uh, uh, seven to nine hours sleep is the recommendation. I know a lot of people feel pressured that, you know, that's too long. Okay. A good night's sleep is good. Quitting smoking or alcohol, you know, little, little things that you could do that improve your health is, is important for us to know. Now, the, the, when I said earlier that our spiritual health is secure. It has actually been proven. You know, there is a study. It's called the Women's Health Study. It's like it's been going on since the 70s. It's still going on. They're still collecting data up to today. Where 75,000 middle-aged women were put in the study. And it was the study actually showed that uh, 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 women that attended church services had lower rates of death during the duration of this study. 
They also had a higher rate of social support and optimism in their life. They felt more elated, okay, and had lower rates of depression, okay? So doctors are increasingly being aware of the importance of religion for the well-being of their patients. So those of us that like evidence-based, you know, if we don't want to just believe scripture as it is, even... Uh, belonging to a community that, that worships and praises God leads to benefit in your life. So we know that spiritual, emotional, and financial health can contribute to the overall health of a human being. And we've linked all of these things. Uh, if, we, if we are healthy spiritually, which we have already agreed that we are, emotionally and financially, it does lead to lowering our stress levels. Sarah will talk about stresses soon, you know, and improves our mental and physical well-being. Now, the mental health is another area that we, we that we don't pay too much attention to because we expect everybody to, you know, be able to get up and go and 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 you know dust it off. If you have an issue, dust it off and move on. Yes, your ability to adjust to any new situation or environment around you is also part of the whole definition of healthy living. However, paying particular attention to to your mental health, to, to, you know, when you're feeling stresses and when the things that bring stress onto you, a lot of these things we bring onto ourselves, like procrastination, you know, uh, it's a big one, you know, where we, 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 (laughs) I'll I'll leave that to to, uh, Sister Sarah to deal with later on. Okay, and it's been shown that people with, like I said earlier, better financial health may worry less about finances and have the means to buy fresh food more regularly. Okay, we've already told you that good spiritual health will make you have a sense of calm and purpose. That study showed it, that these women were less likely um, uh, to be depressed and, and had more optimism in their lives. The study is still ongoing, and it could be be, uh, researched. So, I'm hearing music. (laughs) So, um, I'm sorry, my computer is messing me up a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, I mentioned um, the definition of health and the components of health, and we can actually take them one by one and see if we can uh, work out how we can deal with each one um, um, specifically. Um, Exercise. The recommendation. Okay, everything is exercise. You know, I've talked earlier on about the the, the 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 little things you can do for yourself to help yourself out. Don't sit for too long. Walk around, stretch around, stretch. Get some nice sleep. Um, um, eat healthy, balanced diets. St- eliminate or stop or reduce your alcohol intake. Do not smoke, and then going for the primary care includes going for screening tests. As an OBGYN, we recommend screening uh, for any woman that's over the age of 18 and above 
you screen them for the general health and then you screen them for different kinds of diseases that can cause long-term problems that also have precursors or early stages that you can intervene quickly before the actual diseases kick in. For women, we recommend from the age of 21, and it's so amazing how many African people that come to America and you ask them, have you ever had a pap smear before? And they're looking at you as if you have two eyes, uh, four eyes. That, you know, they've never heard of it. It has never been broached before. In this country, for instance, from the age of 21, you are recommended to have to see your gynecologist every year, to have a pap smear every three years. The pap smear is a cervical cancer screening test. Okay? You are recommend, you know, for people that are, you deal with all kinds of um, teenagers. So, so, so sexual health, um, uh, sexually transmitted diseases is a big thing. So we screen them for sexually transmitted diseases for when they come to those kind of uh, uh, visits. For the older women from the age of, uh, depends on whether it's WHO, I mean, the um, uh, United States Task Force that gives a recommendation or the, like in my own um, specialty, American College of OBGYN, from the age of 40, we start to screen them for breast cancer. That's when you're supposed to be getting your mammograms every two, one to two years. For the even the pap smear from the, if you get there regularly, so by the age of 30, if you start at 21, by the age of 30, you have also had three screens. And then that way from 30 and above, we spread it out to every three to five years. Okay? That's important. A lot of diseases have been caught very, very, very early. And interventions have led to people not developing full blood cancer. We also, uh, for for older women, um, like I said, um, they do the pap smear every five years now. They now do the, the the mammograms every one to two years, depending on your history. And at the age of 50, we recommend that everybody also gets screening for bowel cancer. Yes, we are Christians. We know that we are covered, you know, and then our beliefs, um, we believe that, you know, the blood of Jesus and uh, Healing is ours. However, it's important for you to know these things, even if you now, since especially now that we belong to a different family of God, it's important to also know your family history. It's amazing how a lot of us don't know anything about our grandmothers, about our mothers, because nobody talks about anybody's cause of death some of these things, if you know it early, it can be prevented going forward. And we do not, typically, we don't know. And the way I talk to my patients sometimes is that you don't know, do you? They never told you why. You said my mom died at the age of whatever. Why? I don't know. She was old. But how old was she? I don't know. They say about 40. That's not old. So what caused the death? We don't know. That the dad died, you know. So knowing your family history is important especially for the younger ones that are coming up so that by the time they get, you know, they get born again and get uh, 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 mature in, in, in their spirit, they know how to communicate with the secular people and the doctors around them. Okay? So, if you know that history, then it would actually inform when screening for you can begin. 
okay? Men are supposed to get their prostates also screened. You're supposed to see your doctor every year. I mean, I, I don't know any man that sees their doctor every year, okay? There are certain things that, you know, that women at least come, even if they don't like the examinations, they still come, all right? So screening helps us a lot. That is part of the secondary prevention. So you pick up people that have issues early enough to be able to intervene and prevent bigger issues. Okay? Um, what, what, Chris, what's my time? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, are we doing okay for time? Okay. Right. right on, sir. All right. Thank you. So, so there are uh, there are age. Uh, what I was trying to point out was that there's age appropriate screen, and I've just given us the different ages that you know, from my from from my point of view, like a gynecologist, where women need to get their screening tests done. Okay. When you now find something, uh, pastor teaches this all, all the time on the pulpit. You know, if you're going to a doctor to tell you something, if they give you a diagnosis don't start arguing with them okay that's a tough for a different day the point is that yes we belong to a different generation now we have now acquired the dna of jesus that's why i said our spiritual health is is there but there are things around us that impact our physical health and our emotional health and our financial health knowing um uh, asking the right people the right questions helps we, 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 that's cardiovascular or cardio or aerobic exercises that also we should be doing. There are strength, there are different types of exercises, strength exercises, the balance exercises to be able to, you know, to balance a one foot or jump. All of these things in, we don't formally, we don't formally engage in them unless somebody tells us. But something as simple as walking, the recommendation these days is that for you to lose or maintain your weight, walking 150 minutes a week, by if you spread that into five days of 20, 30 minutes a day of of brisk walking that you used to barely catch your breath to be able to sing, does tremendous wonders to your cardio and to your strength. All right? We get older. Everybody prays for everybody to get older. So part of healthy living now is when you, you watch your weight, you, you watch your strength, you watch what you eat, you sleep well, you avoid alcohol and smoking, you go for your screening tests. Then you now, there are certain things that you can now manage because you have now, uh, when you do get older, because a lot of older people have issues with now the bones and arthritis, Etc. 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 But if you start early to get into these things, then it, it was, it, 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 we'll come to the church and we have all these octogenarians that everybody's jumping and dancing, and it's a blessing. I mean, you know, only as recently as um, seventy years ago, life expectancy, in, even in America, was like fifty-three years for women and forty-eight years for men. Now we have we know a lot of people that are living to their eighties, even nineties. There is something that has changed. Okay, it's knowledge, 
And, you know, scripture tells us that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And what we are doing is to let us know that you don't need to do big things. Little things, little, little things done on a more, on a regular basis leads to good health. It's not just absence of disease. It's to be in well-being. Asking for financial advice, buying a home that you can afford, buying a car that you can afford, not owing too much money, all leads to financial well-being. And like I said, if you if your you know, financial well-being, which is a component of healthy living, if your if your finances are are healthy, you're more likely to be healthy. All right. So emotional, um, financial, uh, spiritual, they're all linked. Physical, they're all linked. They all lead to better physical health. And, and that's what the scripture is, is, is asking us to do. That um, uh, it, it, it prays in Third John that our physical health will be as well as our, our um, spiritual health. I'm going to hand over to Sarah here, and I can pick up later on for any questions. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Wobo, for the in-depth information on healthy living. So I'm going to continue this session, and I will be speaking on stress management. I know most people out there, and probably in this audience, are thinking that life is stressful, or we live a stressful world. We live in a stressful world and we often use the popular phrase, I'm stressed out. Well, at the end of this session, I will allow you to be the judge and decide whether you want to hold on to your stress or you want to roll it over to God. So as we speak, I'll be speaking on stress management and the objective or goal for this session it's for us Christians to understand that, to understand the negative effect of stress and also to understand that God has provided answers regarding stress. So I'll define stress. The definition of stress, stress is a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult situation. The Oxford Dictionary also defines stress as pressure or worry caused by problems in a person's life or by having too much to do. Stress is a natural human response that prompts us to address challenges in our lives. It is a response to a recognized threat. A little bit of stress can be positive in instances when stress helps us most of the time to, um, to meet deadlines or avoid danger. So that is even applicable to me. A little bit of stress is good. So I remember, um, Last month, when I was asked to take this topic, I thought I had a lot of time. So I said, oh, okay. And then as um, time goes, as days becomes week, I realized, oh, time is creeping up on me. And then I realized I'm feeling the pressure because together with other things, uh, engagements that I have. So this is the positive uh, part of stress that I'm talking about. This part of stress helped me to sit down and prepare, you know, and this part of stress, we all feel it when we have anything going on. And um, the positive part of stress is better than the long-term stress, which we, we, we are avoiding. That's the part I'll be talking about soon. But let's talk about the neuroscience or, um, or the scientific evidence of stress. You know, 
So when a person is stressed, right, the central nervous system signals the adrenal gland to release hormones. And these hormones are called adrenaline. And another name for adrenaline is epinephrine. And also releases cortisol and also norepinephrine. These hormones are what we call the stress hormones. And the stress hormones help to increase our heart rate. It increases our blood pressure. It increases our blood sugar. You know, um, and it prepares us. It, what it does is it prepares us to, us to fight or to, to flight in the, in the state of stress. So when you're stressed up, it's either you're fighting that stress or you're taking a flight, taking the other way and say, I can't stand this. You know, and that's just what our body prepares us to do. The stress hormones are released just so we can be aware of what's going on. That's how God designed it to be. So uh, picture this. For instance, you, um, you're driving on a highway and you're about to hit the, uh, get into an accident or hit the car right in front of you, right? So um, the stress hormones in your body receive a signal of an impending doom and your heart starts racing you know, your, your heart starts racing, your blood pressure increases, and um, you immediately sense that there's something happening. So because your body is putting up a fight to prevent you from hitting that car in front of you, you immediately step on your brakes. And just, so what you do is you're fighting so that you don't hit that car. And that's what, you know, the stress hormones allow you to do. So assuming God didn't create these stress hormones, Something is happening, you don't even know how to, to react, but these stress hormones are good. It can, be, it can be good and can be bad. The good part is it helps you prepare and immediately you put up, you know, like I said, you put your brakes on and then you stop the accident from happening. You know, another example is, let's say you're walking in a, in a park, right? And then you see a snake in front of you. So, you know, the stress hormones again, will be released and you feel the sense of danger because the snake is probably close to comfort, too close to comfort. So you're either deciding whether you're hitting the snake or fighting and hitting that snake or you're taking the other direction. And this is interesting what the hormones does, you know, and it does, I have another example where I call it the, the, um, the crazy stress cycle, which it's not, necessarily applicable to everyone, but it does happen. And if I say it, maybe you can find yourself in this and you see. So for instance, um, let's say you, you don't have a job and you, you've been looking for a job and you're waiting, you've applied and you're waiting to be called and days are going and nothing is happening. So you're a little stressed and you, you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well, and then you end up being constipated because of all this that's going on. And then all of a sudden you get a phone call and then they tell you, um, we're calling you to come for an interview. Right away, your body senses some kind of, it's a happy stress, but your body senses some kind of pressure. And then after you hang up the phone, you run to the bathroom and guess what? You're having diarrhea. Somebody who has been constipated for a while now, you're having diarrhea. You go through that, and then you, you, you go for that interview. Things go well. They tell you, okay, they'll call you for the job. You, know, you come back home. At that point, the diarrhea stops. You come back home and everything. 
two days, three days, they're not calling you. Four days and you feel like, oh, I didn't get this job. Maybe they pick somebody else. Now you go back to that cycle. Again, you're down, again, feeling down, not sleeping well. You throw yourself back into that constipation mood. And then you're there feeling sluggish and everything. And then another call comes and they said, start work tomorrow. You jump up again. You run to the bathroom. Just, just a, a little bit of, just so we, I'm just saying it to see the cascade of events that happen whilst you're going through stress. You know, what happens there is, is what I'm trying to explain. You know, and again, it's not applicable to everyone. Everyone and their body and how they are able to fight off this. And some people don't. And if you find yourself going through the back, back and forth, uh, diarrhea or constipation, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not sick. You know, it, it's just what's your body, how your body is reacting, you know. So the stress hormones are good. However, when you leave a state of constant stress or a chronic stressful life, these same stress hormones will work against you. Remember how the uh, adrenaline or epinephrine and all the other stress hormones, cortisol will help, will increase our heart rate, will increase our blood pressure. So imagine if you're staying in a constant state of stress, this is what is gonna happen. Your heart rate will always be high. Your blood pressure will always be high. Your blood sugar will always be high. And then you're throwing yourself into, you know, other chronic conditions, you know. So too much stress or prolonged stress also means prolonged and or constant release of the stress hormones, which is the adrenaline, cortisol, and norepinephrine that I mentioned. So in situations where there's a prolonged stress, your heart rate will always be elevated. Like I said, your blood pressure will all go high. Your blood sugar will also go high, causing you to have medical conditions. High blood pressure, cardiovascular issues, cardiovascular accidents, it's possible diabetes, you know, obesity because of the cortisol level, you, your, your cholesterol level goes high and you're gaining weight and um, even more cancers and all that other things. So in, in a nutshell, stress, prolonged stress is not good. We have to avoid it. A short stress is fine. That's normal part of life. We all go through it. But if you ever find yourself in a prolonged stress, whatever you do, whatever it takes to take you away from that stress, you have to do it, you know. So let's talk about the difference between stress and anxiety. Most of the time, people think it's two is the same thing, but it's not. There's, there are two different things. So stress is caused by an external trigger, whilst anxiety is the persistence of worries. You know, stress is a response to a recognized threat, whilst anxiety may, may not always have a, a, an identifiable trigger. You know, and again, hormones released during stress are different from the hormones released during anxiety. We, I mentioned the hormones that were released during stress, again, the cortisol, the adrenaline, the norepinephrine. And um, for anxiety, the hormones that are involved there are serotonin, norepinephrine, GABA, gamma aminobutyric acid, which we call GABA, you know, so, when a person has a persistent anxiety every day for six months, 
it is kind of a mental health condition called a generalized anxiety disorder according to the DSM-5 criteria. And so again, we've talked about the, the differences between uh, stress and also anxiety, you know, but we're focusing on anxiety. I mean, sorry, we're focusing on stress because we don't want to, you know, uh, anxiety is actually a condition that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about stress. We don't want, Dr. Wobu talk about how we, what we do to prolong our life here on earth. And stress is one of the things that will take you down if you don't control your stress, you know. So let's talk about some common um, situations that causes our stress. And let's look at what God has provided for us and how to deal with those situations. So um, not having a job or income. Are you this person who is stressed because you are struggling to make ends meet? Are you stressed out because all the places you have applied to work have not called you? Have you recently lost your job and you are worried because you don't know what to do? Understand that these situations are temporary. I will say to you, rejoice, because Proverbs 16 verse 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Are you stressed because you do not have legal residence here in the United States? Is that what is stressing you? Are you worried about what will happen to you? Remember that this too is temporary. I would say to you again, rejoice, because Philippians 4 verse 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Are you stressed? because you are um, being harassed by IRS. That could be a stress for someone. Have, you, have your wages been garnished and all funds due you've been taken away from you? Are you battling illness? Are you worried and stressed because your illness has sort of changed your family dynamics? Are you worried about a chronic condition Rejoice because Matthew 8 verse 17 says, Jesus took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. First Peter 5 verse 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Are you dealing with a family crisis? Conflict between you and your siblings? Are you, or between you and your spouse, and this is causing you stress? Is that what your situation is? Are you, are you a parent of a child who is going wayward and not, um, desiring the things you wish for them to have? Rejoice. Remember that Psalm 55 verse 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord 
and he will sustain you. Are you having trouble passing an exams? And this is causing you so much stress. And as a result, you feel your life is at a standstill. Are you feeling worthless and thinking you are a failure in life? Rejoice and say, I say to you, rejoice. Um, you know, you can do all things through Christ, who is your strength, according to Philippians 4, verse 13. And if you're going through any kind of stress, stressful situation that was not covered here, I also say to you, rejoice, because Matthew 11 from verse 28 to 29 says, God, in that verse, God is actually inviting us to exchange our stressful lives with his peace and have rest. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. So Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So what is the joy of the Lord? It is the joy of the Lord to prosper us, which are his children, and do us good. That's the joy of the Lord. So if you make that your strength, Hence, if you focus your strength on the, on, on the Lord, um, you will lack nothing because it is his joy to do us good. You know, um, let's talk about some practical ways to minimize stress. Other practical, not that the other ones are not practical, other practical ways to minimize stress. So I'm going to say like reduce when you, if to, to practice stress, to reduce, I mean, ways to reduce stress is to reduce difficult or time-consuming responsibilities. Minimize obligations, especially the ones that are challenging. If something is challenging to you, I mean, if you don't get it today, leave it for another time. Don't stress over it. There's no need. Don't leave your life today to the fullest. Don't put it off to tomorrow. Handle one thing at a time. If multitasking becomes stressful, if you are the kind who cannot handle multiple things at the same time, then do one thing at a time. You don't have to have three professions or you don't have to handle, be in four ministries if you know you can. You know, they said Jack of all trades is a master of none. It's good that you're able to focus on one thing. But if you can multitask and do other things, then that's also fine. You know, address tax or issues timely and avoid procrastination. I know Dr. Obu mentioned it, yes. So, you know, whatever you're doing, you know yourself. Just to give yourself a little time so you don't put, throw yourself into stress and doing things the last minute. It could be anything, you're traveling. You didn't pack your things until that day you're traveling. Your time to catch the plane is already there and you're running and racing your heart for nothing. You know, so we can minimize some of these things and make our life enjoyable and, and reduce all the stress. 
So procrastination is actually one of the things that we want to avoid. Make time for a good night's rest. Get enough sleep. What time will we again mention it? Get enough sleep. You know, sleep is very important. It's recommended by the American Psychological Association for decreasing anxiety and stress. That's sleep. Sleep helps you to decrease anxiety and stress. So in other words, if you're not sleeping, you, become, you can become manic. If you give yourself three, four days and you're sleeping every day, three hours, four hours, very soon, that same week, it's, it's, your body is going to feel it. You know, so let's minimize that and make sure we're making time to sleep. Engage in uh, cognitive restructuring. Um, replace worrisome thoughts with thoughts that help calm the, the brain. You know, um, renew your thinking in other way. Don't be a person who worries about everything. You know, engage in routine exercise to reduce stress. That's also very helpful when you have a routine way of exercising. It will calm you down to reduce your stress. Practice um, deep breathing exercises. You know, and I say that um, stay away from anxious and negative-minded people because their negative energy will draw you down. <laughs> you draw you down. You know because anxiety is kind of contagious. If you're around somebody who is constantly anxious about something and always making you feel like life is about to end right away, stay away from such people or bringing bad news, negative news all the time. And, you know, surround yourself with people who are happy and talking about things that will make you happy and laugh, you know. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I'm going to open this session if anybody has questions for us. Uh, thank you, uh, Sister Sarah. Um, we're going um, to we're gonna go into um, maybe interactive session. Um, so if you have any question, uh, we want you to please raise your hand use the reaction button below and then raise your hand so that we can do this uh, orderly. So uh, without further ado, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand, but uh, I know Dr. Mobi wanted to uh, finish something up before we go into that. We yes, I mean- they, 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 Yes. Yeah, the, the, um, Sarah has touched on, thank you, thank you, Sister Sarah, that was great, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Certain things that we call it the you know, social determinants of health. You know, we use that in our practice to determine how people are more. Uh, uh, so it gives you an expectation of people, um, what to expect them, how they, how likely are they to respond to your recommendations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, it's minimizing the things around you that can cause physical harm. You know, it's important. You know, we not using appropriate ladder to get up to do work you know something you know not, not not leaving toys especially where you have kids toys on the floor they can trip over you know shoes by the staircases the small small things you know 
you know, um, and the other things that that they call social determinants includes like where you live, you know, because you're you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be, you know, where you live determines how safe you feel, how secure you feel, and there are certain things that dictate where you live that sometimes are out of your control, but you know, the ability to enjoy life, the ability to bounce back after difficult experiences, and you know, and adapt to adversity, the, the to 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 bounce back after different life experiences. The COVID was example. A lot of people did not were not able to bounce back to go back to work after COVID. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with them before COVID. So it, major events like this can be so impactful in our lives that, you know, the, the saying, the, 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 the scripture that says do not, do not, um, 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 I forget it now, I'm paraphrasing it now, do not the, the, the gathering of brethren, you know, because this is when you need fellowship. You need people around you that can support you. Like Sarah said, you know, people that can lift your spirit, that can bring you up, that can talk you up, not to bring you down. Somebody had a hand up. I think Kevin, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, praise the Lord. Um, I had a question. Um, anybody can answer, but it's kind of, um tying into what um Auntie Sarah um talked about and thank you for that session that was an awesome session so um like based on what you were saying about like the the enzymes that you release when you're under stress like the the glucose levels the hypertension and all that is it do you well do you guys think that it's God's will for somebody to be in the in a like work environment that is very stressful. Like, let's say a work environment is very stressful to a person and the person is going through daily stress every day, every day. Um, is it like, would it be uh, sensible for the person to leave the job just because it's stressful or is it something that maybe God wants the person to stay at the job? Or what do you guys think about that? I, will, I, can, I can answer that. So yes. If you just said it, if you are in a stressful situation, you find yourself in a job that is stressing you so much. At the same time, this job is paying your bills, it's helping pay your bills, and you're thinking, what am I going to do? First of all, you, that job is going to stress you, and you don't need a job like that. But you just can't leave it abruptly like that. So it's always good to have something before you let go of another. You know, so you have to quickly in prayers, pray to God to open another way for you to to get something, get something, even if as, if it's not as big as what you had before that is stressing you. Start that thing and let go of what is stressing you. You know, because being in the stressful environment where you're going to work and every day you're crying before you get there, I don't think it's it's a healthy thing. For how how long are you going to do that? So whatever you do to start thinking of getting another job, that will help bring your stress down. You know, you don't need to stay in a stressful environment because when you're doing something that you're not happy about, like when you're under stress, you won't even be giving your best. You think you're performing best, but you're just doing that work because you are asked to do it. But it will be best when you find something that you're doing and you're happy doing it and you're not under stress. You know, I'm not talking about a stress that 
every job comes with a little stress. You know, let me just stress it because most people are fond of thinking that any job they start, oh, it's too stressful. I have to leave that job and go to another. Everything that they pay you has comes with a little stress. It comes with a little responsibility. So that's not the kind of stress I'm talking. If you have something to me, a target to meet at job and they ask you to do something, go ahead and do it. However, if you're in a stressful situation, which I'm sure we all know the difference, where you're constantly being harassed or maybe talked down on, or maybe whatever you do doesn't seem to be right, and you feel like you're burning out and you know something like that, it would be a good advice to start looking for something. Don't let go of what you, because once you, once you leave that job and you don't have another, you're also going to be worried about how am I going to pay my bills or how am I going to leave? But it's, it's a good idea to just get something first before you leave the other. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You, you answered it well. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call on uh, Pastor Chips to... Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah, Dr. Ngobu and uh, Dr. Sarah, thank you very much. This is uh, this, uh, this a very important uh, topic. You know, uh, sometimes, uh, I'm talking from experience now, sometimes, you know, we, we are architect of our own stress. You know, we create stress, you know, for ourselves. Dr. Ngobu mentioned about uh, buying a car, expensive car. I remember, I remember back back then, you know, in Seattle when we were in school. I remember this guy. You know, we were. All, I was driving a Vux. We were all driving a cars that uh, you know, you know, we could afford and then maintain. And then he went and bought a, a, a porch. And he li he lived in a very expensive apartment. So so whenever we come to his house, you know, you, you see him bragging. You know. And he later married a white a white woman. So this guy was living big, and that's what he call that's a, a, a conspicuous consumption. You know, when you see people people that can afford something, and you know you yourself cannot afford it, and because you want to live the way they live, you know you imitate them and buy those things. You know, when telephone rings, you know you you you, you have said because you are owing. When they when you have a knock. On your door, you know, you, you, you share because you are owing. So if we can live according to our budget, according to how much we have, what we can afford, you see that everything will go easily. You can easily pay your bills. When your bills come, you know, you'll be happy to pay your bills. But when you live very high to maintain a very high level, you know, when you know that your income is way down, down it brings stress. It brings stress. So my 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 advice, especially for for uh, our young kids that are growing, our young children that are growing, don't try to imitate, emulate. That's the economy. The conspicuous consumption. Try to live like uh, the you know the uh, high class people. That's my own contribution. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We thank you, Pastor Chips. I'm gonna to go to Obi Okafo. Go right ahead. Okay, praise the Lord. I just want to touch on the uh, on the question uh, uh, Kelvin uh, asked. 
about whether if you are if you have a, a stressful job, whether if it's God's will for you to live there or not. Um, it's very very important for us to know that uh, uh, that when stuff are not working the way it should be, or maybe if we are having some kind of stress, automatically is not the will of God. You know, most of the time, the things that God wants you to do are the things that usually comes with stress. You know, but uh, um, sometimes it's also good for us to know the reason why we are having that stress. I know Uncle 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 Wobu and Stella they touched on that too. You know, sometimes are you are are you having a stressful work because you are procrastinating on a project that you're supposed to deliver you didn't deliver on time? Is there something that you are doing that makes your bosses or your co-workers to be on your neck? You know, it's good for us to actually know why we are being, you know, we are having this stress. Because this is the same job that you prayed for and you got and you give a testimony that God has given you a job. All of a sudden, uh, it's not the will of God for you to uh, be in that job. So these are the normal things that uh, we have to find out first before we start thinking about quitting you know and uh, not all stress are bad some you know every like a uh, sister Stella said all kinds of challenges come with stress you know so that's my contribution on that uh on this one praise god thank you miss obi um there are a lot of hands raised um so I am, um, I'm going to give them opportunity. Then I have a question. Uh, Esther, go right ahead. Sister Esther. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Um, Dr. Uche, thank you so much. And Sister Sarah. Um, I don't know, Dr. Uche, if I missed out on uh, anything. Did you speak about water? Did you talk about water, the importance of water, drinking water, you know, because... Uh, Recent studies have shown that uh, people don't like to drink water, especially the elderly, because of the fear of using the restroom peeing. So now, a lot of uh, elderly people, they have, uh, if they're not dehydrated, they might have some other you know, complications of not drinking enough water. So can you please, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, Talk a little bit about the importance, significance of drinking water, you know, adequate amount fluid intake, especially in this season. You're so right. Uh, thank you so much, um, Sister Esther. Um, water is very important, it's, like you said, especially in, in in hot weather. Your body is always losing fluid, whether you're aware of it or not. Starting from you, the breath that you take, you're losing moisture. When you when you're working out, walking, sitting down, you are sweating. You are losing moisture, and your body readjusts to compensate. If you're a healthy person, it readjusts to compensate. But if you do it over a period of time, then you start putting strain on your kidney. You're not you're not perfusing your kidneys properly anymore. So, recommendation for water drinking varies from person to person, and from from condition to condition. In my own a few, for instance, we advise our pregnant women to drink at least 2.5 to 3 liters of water a day. Okay? It helps you. It just helps to 
to keep you uh, nourished and, and not dehydrated, to keep you hydrated. Dehydration is what leads sometimes to kidney problems because your kidneys are working over time. You, 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 your body is designed to, to, to withstand anything. Okay, God is wonderful. He designed our bodies to withstand anything. But over a period of time, it will fail. So drinking water, any temperature. Now, what I, I've heard people talk about different temperatures of water. And some people say they don't drink ice water because it's going to congeal in your... No, it doesn't, okay? Like I said, God designed the mouth to be both a cooler and a heater. Before the water gets to to your to your capillaries or wherever they need to get to, they would have equilibrated to the right temperature. So however you can afford to drink water, uh, to take fluid, take it. We say fluid because sometimes you, it may not be just water that you need. You may need electrolytes. So things that have like like Gatorade, we, we advocate for. In a child or an adult that's been losing fluid from diarrhea or vomiting, then the water is actually, you know, the fluid intake is actually encouraged to increase. You know, so it depends on what your condition is. Uh, it's important to drink at least uh, 2.5 liters of, of, of water per day. Okay, and so that you can keep your body flushed and your and your peeing okay. That's all I have to do, say about water. Awesome. I don't know if that answers your question, sister. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you very much, Doctor Doctor Wobu. Please, what, what is two two three point five liters in bottles? So 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 that, the bottle, the, the small the small the small bottles, the five hundred mils. Which, which is one is the small bottle? The regular one from Costco. Yes. No, the one from Shoprite. No, no, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, yes. the one from Shoprite. Yeah, the one. So yeah. let us because that's the one we are all familiar with. We are not right. familiar so, with five, five point two liters. I understand, sir. I understand. Sorry, it's my my Oibo speak. So the, the you can you can measure it with Shina bottle too. <laughs> the, all right. I I think uh, in America we measure these things in ounces. So no, no, like the Coke Coke bottle, Coke can has three hundred mils of it. Yeah, the regular bottle of water, you know, not, not the not the tiny one and not the big one. The regular one, the big one is one liter, so you can see it's one liter. The other one is five hundred mils. That's, the one that's that's the one that's showing is five hundred mils. So four. The one still has is is five hundred. That's a that's sixteen ounce. That's five hundred. So so four to five of that a day. Is is okay, okay, that's awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for sharing. I'm going to go to Brabo. Is it Josiah Abo Rice? Okay. Um, I think what I have is it's not a question as such, but it's just an observation. Uh, thank you, Dr. Mwobu, for all you said. Uh, now, well, you are a doctor in the house, so maybe whatever you say about this, we have uh, great import. So I wanted you to maybe emphasize the fact that sometimes many of us, if we think that something is good, we eat too much of it. And everything eating too much at a time is not good for you. Right. I also wanted you to talk, uh, maybe talk about the fact that uh, traditionally, some of us, we consume rice a lot. 
And as we age, now we know it, as we age, then our body cannot tolerate all the sugar that come with the rice. And it is a problem in our community. So this, I think, is something that we need to emphasize uh, so that we know that even though when I was much younger, I can I eat a, a bowl of rice and it does not mean it, it doesn't matter. But now I'm older. So if I eat the same bowl of rice and depending on the frequency, it could be problematic to me. All right. Yeah. So thank you so much. That's 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 a fantastic point, Brother uh, Josiah. That's a fantastic point, you know. What we normally advise, you know, and I wish we can all, including myself, follow our own advice, you know, in a plate of food, okay? You know, if you have a plate, okay, let half of that plate be vegetable, okay? Half be vegetable. The other half, you cut into two again. One, The other half will be, that's a quarter of the table will not be your protein. If it's fish, if it's meat, if it's whatever it is that you eat, you know, fruit. And then the, then the carbs, so that in a plate where a quarter of the plate should contain the rice, the whole plate should not be full of rice. <laughs> okay, and you're so right because we, like I, I said in the outset, that we have come from a place sometimes where these foods were not in abundance. So, and I remember, I, I, you know, I'm old enough to remember that rice. There was a time rice was a Sunday Sunday meal. So we ate rice once a week until they started, until oil boom and they started importing rice to Nigeria, you know? So now we eat a lot more, a lot of carbohydrate. And we also, back home, it was important because you walked or trekked to most places. Okay, you you, you did, people that did manual labor, they need the carbohydrate because they expend it. But for you and I now that are, that, are, that are doing sedentary work, sitting by a desk, eight, six hours a day, you don't need all that quantity of rice. You are right. Any carbohydrate, you don't. All right? And like like you said, good things, we, we tend to overdo it. We should cut down in our salt intake. We should, we should watch the portions. The biggest problem that you and I have is portions. Okay? And the older you are, you're right, the less uh, you are able to, to burn all these calories. Okay, you're not doing manual work. If you're doing manual work, please go ahead and eat your rice. But if you're not doing manual work, you're not working with you know physically every day. You, should, you don't need that quantity. Okay, and the guide, like I said, is half of your plate of vegetables or fruits, the other half cut it into two, um, carbohydrates or one, and then your protein. That's that's a balanced diet. Thank you. So thank you for sharing. I'm gonna go to happy the new iphone right go right ahead praise the lord hallelujah okay before i um say some what i wanted to say initially i wanted to just comment on what brother josiah said it's so very important that we you know watch the time we eat dinner because eating very late is really not good however now eating pounded yam and um heavy things around nine or ten and then you go to bed right away i don't think it's, it's really not healthy 
you know, people end up with heartburn. You find out you're either chewing thumb or so you're doing one thing or the other. So it's really not healthy, and especially when we go to parties at night. 11 p.m., somebody has a, rice, a bowl, um, plate full of rice, pounded yam, everything in it, and then we go to bed. That's just um, just to comment on what you're saying. But I was going to comment on um, <clears throat> what um, Kevin asked. Yes, God gave us our jobs, and some jobs are very stressful. And there's no doubt, you know, if um, these days we do know that the workforce has a problem. So in most establishments, if you have 20 staff that used to work there, now you probably have only six because everybody decided to work from home or do Uber or do something like that. So if people use, 20 people used to do a job before and six people are doing it, obviously you're doing two times or three times. It can be very stressful. It's not as if God didn't give you that job so that nobody goes and quit and said, oh, when the job is stressful, God didn't give it to you. No, he gave it to us. But things have changed. Now it's for us to use wisdom, right? The much you do as much as you can do, you know? Now look at your schedule. If you're somebody that, you like to take extra work. Meanwhile, where you used to work, 10 people's job, five people are doing it. You already know yours is double. You can decide to cut down on the extra you want to take. So it's just, we use wisdom there. If you're in the medical field, you know what it is now. Nurses, you know what it is. One person is doing three people's job. It is stressful. In my own place of work, I, I, I'm supposed to have five staff or six. I probably have me and half person or one. So that means I'm doing the manager, I'm doing everything, it's very stressful, but I'm not gonna say God didn't give it to me. So what you do, you adjust to whatever is happening. If I have to, if I used to work five days, since I, I own the place, I can choose to work three days because I now realize it's too much. You let go. Sometimes we can let go of, even if it's money or whatever it is so that you can at least have your health so it's a question of using wisdom but i don't think because your job is stressful and i know your job kevin the job is stressful now nobody wants to work everybody works from home and working from home has its own problem because people that are working from home we have more mental problems mental health because they're not interacting with people they're sitting down there with bags of chips and eating and watching tv you know, they're not even productive. Some of them are not because they're now doing shopping, online shopping. Everything has its own problem. They're talking about obesity now on people that work from home. So everything has its own, but we all have to use wisdom and do whatever it is, you know, yeah, and talk to ourselves. Do what yeah. your body can take and get some sleep, get some rest, walk around. So it's just wisdom, but I don't really think because your job is stressful, God didn't give it to you. Thank, God thank gave you. us our jobs. Thank you, Happy. Awesome, awesome, awesome in uh, insight. So we have a couple of people, other people that uh, raised their hands. We're gonna give you two minutes each. Uh, we have an iPhone, I don't know the name, so. Um, the person with iPhone, can you go right ahead? Is it a senior pastor? Otherwise, I'm going to call Imelda. Uh, 
in my no i think i'm the i think i'm the iphone final okay all right so i sent a, a question to uh sarah yeah uh, i was wanting it you know because you know sometimes the home can be very stressful too people come back to the house instead of relaxing they're coming smack into stress wahala trouble you know fourth finding this this i think we can make our home more peaceful more peaceful so that when after all that stress in, at your job the last place you want stress is, is in the house your spouse can understand that can understand that and at least be uh, a partner with you in letting you uh the the, the the what did you call it the there's something they call it the, offload. Right? offload offload instead of you know pouncing on you when you are not in the mood, you know, yeah, they compress. Yes, yeah. even our children. Yeah. When our children are stressed from school, wherever, and they come back home, I think they don't need more stress. No matter what that is, they don't need more stress. They need they need an environment to decompress. They are human too, and that's one of the reasons they don't like home. Especially when we throw religion at them and throw, there's nothing as stressful as finding for, for and and bad language. You know, using a language that hurts people all in the name of anger. That thing is not helpful at all. So if we can, if we can realize that we are, we are, we are. You know, my daughter just said something yesterday at the believers meeting. Very, very important about how, as a as a body, we can help one another. We owe it to help one another. You know, even in in spiritual growth, in supporting one, it's it's a, it's an assignment. I think every Christian who works in love owes it to to support his children when they're even the little ones can be stressed. Support your spouse when he's stressed support you know even anybody when they are stressed and be calm and be calm and give them give them time to you know to to come to come down to calm down you know instead of finding fault hitting on them and you don't even care about that so that's one point i wanted to make the other thing i was asking uh, sarah and uh, i sent also a text to uh, dr Mubi. I uh, say, so what's the value of humor uh-huh. in dealing with threats? And then people who are who don't enjoy humor, is it a mental situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, know, I want to know the value of good humor, not every humor. The value of good, because sometimes in the home, in relationship, that should be this lighter mood thing now. You know, I mean, we, we can't talk, we're going to heaven, but, but the, the Bible says even God laughs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if God laughs, that and Bible talks about you know the one that that drives the bone. This is the one that drives the bone and laughter is good medicine. Yeah. So what's the what's the value of healthy? Health, if you stay around Obi, you can't be stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody who stays around Obi who can be stressed. And it's good. It's it's full of vibe. It's positive vibration, always bringing joy, even out of out of a bad situation. Obi can create can create something out of it that make everybody laugh. I think that thing is a wonderful attitude. So I'm just asking, what is the value of in 
dealing with stress. And when people, there are people who are allergic to humor. Is that a mental problem? No, Pastor. <laughs> That's a really good point. Humor is really awesome. And, you know, everyone is different. Some people, some people are able to laugh at anything and some people are the kind that will not even smile and anything is not funny, you know? And if you're gifted and you have, um, you have your personality is a kind that is always laughing, it's a great gift, it's a great asset. And when, wherever you are around people, you, you make, you really actually do something to their brain. You make them happy and believe it or not, it, it helps a long way with mental health, it does help. Versus someone who is not, um, who is not pleasant, you know? And you cannot change people. As you say, we can only change ourselves, but it will be a good thing, I said, to have. Like if you have a pleasant person, it's good to surround yourself with people who are laughing. There's nothing wrong with laughing. It's even the best thing is to be laughing at all times, you know? And so, Pastor, at that point, it's really, there's, not, there's nothing such as laughing too much and it's, again, uh, like will lead to mental health. It's rather the opposite. If you're not, you know, if you're not the kind who, who laughs or who finds anything funny, it's actually a problem, you know? It's, it's actually a problem. Humor, is, it's, it's a great thing. It's a great asset. So I think... Um, we should welcome that. And but again, if you're around someone who it's not like that, and it's a family member, you cannot change them. <laughs> you, you cannot change. You can only you move to his family. family. <laughs> <laughs> I that from Ecuador, who knows? Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. I think, I think you know that, that was also a saying that says you know that it, I think it takes uh, it takes. Um, I can't remember exactly that, but it takes like you know fewer muscles to smile than to frown. Yeah. And so you know, <laughs> you know, this scientifically takes fewer muscles to, to 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 smile than to frown. And humor has been shown to be helpful, you know, in 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 bringing that blood pressure, to, in 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 calming people down, calming people around you down. You know, how many times has a small joke broken the ice mm -hmm. in a place that seems tense? Everybody just just turns the whole thing down 17 notches, you know, you know, I, I'm an advocate of humor, you know, I wish I had the skills that some that Toby has, you know, um, but, uh, so, but I can't tell you exactly that I can, we can research this and find out exactly what, how humor helps, but it does help. It's, it's thank positive. You. Thank you. Thank you, Bromo. We have one more question before, before we, because we are, we are actually out of time. Uh, Imelda, go right ahead. Good evening, everybody. Praise God. I, uh, just two points I wanted to add what I learned uh, recently, like Dr. Happy have already said it, but I had and learned like, you know, if you eat food anytime six after six is a junk. You know, any food that you consume after six is a junk. And also about drinking water. I learned that you know not only drinking water or the quantity you quantity you drank, what matters a lot is you know the posture and the the, the way you drank the water. You know, he said yeah, I learned that and they had that you know standing up to drink is not good. 
you're it's very be, it's better it's better to sit down and uh, you know drink the water and also time to drink it you know drinking water before maybe 45 minutes before you eat and the 45 minutes after you you finish your food you know that's what i want to chip in uh, if it's helpful you take it if not you garbage it thank you okay. <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you very much thank you everyone um, um you know it's uh, thank you for our speaker dr Ngobu and uh, sarah Boboli. we we thank you very much we we love you we extend our love to you <laughs> you've done a very great job so thank you for all the contributors um uh, we're gonna continue this um, during our uh, one of our <clears throat> monthly meetings, so that we can have more time uh, to to finish this. I know there's a lot of questions. There are a lot of things that were said here that we didn't even uh, go go back to. So uh, I will just uh, enjoin you to uh, pardon us uh, because we we have a limited time. Our time is almost fast spent. So without further ado, we're gonna hear the announcements. <laughs>